right, this is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine coming to you live from the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio with episode 80 of Shop Talk. This week, Shop Talk kicks off with Bill Dodge, who talks to us about his BC Moto Invitational at the TMMR with some great builders coming out for year three. Brittany and Matt Olson check in about the Vintage Day Doran Sturgis at the Iron Horse and the Spirit of Sturgis race that Brit's 20th Century Racing puts on. Finally, Austin Rothbard of Twisted Roads spends some time explaining his modern-day rental program that features owner-to-rider rentals. It's going to be a great show. Remember, rate and review us, share us on social media. Most importantly, tune in Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time when Shop Talk goes live. Okay, Scooter Tramps and Chopper Jockeys, it's just after 9 p.m. on the East Coast, and that means it's time for another episode of Shop Talk. I'm Chris Callen here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, coming to you live with my buddy Ken Connie in Colorado. What's up, Ken? What is up? I figured it out, so that's Did good. <laughs> yeah. Right on. If you guys were watching a little bit earlier, we're running a test to uh, double check on our on our equipment, but we're we're good. We're up. We're ready to go, ready to have a great show coming to you live from the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio. I appreciate them. If you saw on social media this week, we got a killer new backdrop for our live shows. We're going to be breaking that out in Sturgis. Probably actually break it out for next week's show a little early just to get that up. But uh, great show coming to you tonight. we got some great guests coming at you. Um, Bill Dodge with the BC Moto Invitational. We're going to be talking to Bill about that, about some new stuff that we're throwing down together in Sturgis. Matt and Brittany Olson. We're um, also in Sturgis with them for the vintage days at the Iron Horse, and uh, that leads straight into their 20th Century Racing. Great, great event. And then the the final guest of the night is going to be Austin from uh, Twisted Roads, which is a neat new concept. Ken actually dug this up. Yeah, it's like the Airbnb for motorcycles. Pretty cool. So I'm sure there's a concept for cars that I don't know about, but um, yeah, basically rent out your motorcycle. So just to remind you guys, Shop Talk is a shared experience. We're not actually looking for you guys to tune in to just listen to us talk. We want you to participate also. Um, wherever you guys are, are watching us tonight through all of our social media channels, you're welcome to enter your comments. We'll bring them up from time to time. And uh, in the meantime, when we can't, we have the lovely Heather Callen right off to my, my right here. And she's going she's gonna to enter your comments, questions, complaints, and... I'm going to skip the complaints. Yeah. I'm the only one allowed to complain on the show. (laughs) I like the complaints, too. It's real. You like to complain? I know. It keeps it real, baby. It keeps it real. (laughs) Just like that. So um, already I see in the house is... uh, We have Darren and Mark Supley from New York uh, Rider Magazine. And we have Philip Griffin. Mike Yorko's in the house. Congratulations, Mike Yorko. Uh, on your new land speed record in Maine, don't, way to go! That's awesome. Don't congratulate Mike Yorko on oh, his. La- he's just honey. he's setting the record higher and higher and further. Like I don't, I don't even have a chance at this point, man. Baby, I don't we all know you're just going to have fun. <laughs> Come on now. Be I know, real. but I can I can pretend I'm in the race. Oh, you're gonna just talk <laughs> talk the talk. Uh, Rob Bidos is in the house. Rob, we can't wait to see you in Sturgis too. Um, 
Let's see, Missy and Joe Smith and Brenda and Ryan and Rich everybody's here. Rich Petonia. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Listen, man, and the one thing that you can do that's most important for the future of Shop Talk, keeping us live and keeping us strong every week, Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, is just go up and hit the share button and uh, make sure you have your notifications set so that when we go live, you come live with us. Yes, indeed. That helps. I'm trying to share, and it's not working, so I'm going to just give up at this point. You try to share it from my page? Yeah, well, I try. I, it, it's just not letting me message people and let them know, oh, so I can't, I can't send them the link. So I don't know. Maybe, Heather, maybe you can just get, like, copy and paste the link and then send it to, like, Russ Brown and yep. Buffalo Chip and those sorts of people. You know, it's I the, can do the that. The hardest thing about doing this show week after week is keeping up with the changes because <laughs> not only does our software platform change every week or at least every other week, um, Facebook changes every couple weeks, like and getting those getting those companies to talk together and make sure that everybody's software is compatible. That's the biggest pain in the ass in this whole deal. Indeed, it is. Oh, and trying to do five things at once, right. like you do. So, so what do you got this week? Are we going to go uh, right into it? Well, we were we were in Gettysburg. We were in the same place I know. again. How about it? Can you imagine that? How about it? And. Uh, yeah, there was a little. There was a world record set there. I listen. Okay, so I, I have to cop to this right away. Anybody who saw the promo, yes, we did overnight build fourteen walls. Tom Kiefer did crash through all of them, but I would say only four of them were actually burning by the time he came through. It turns out not even gasoline makes just regular wood burn. In a, in a decent manner for a stunt like this. I found out after the fact, like, as soon as Kiefer went through the last board, jack shit came up and he said, you know, what they do on, on those stunts is they put burlap sacks on the backs of the walls, and that's what makes the fire. And I'm like, you son of a bitch, you couldn't have come up. <laughs> that would have been right. I mean, we were, there, we were there for 24 hours building that I thing. I don't know. But- yeah, we probably should have talked to Brian Gates, too, considering he was like a motorcycle <laughs> stuntman. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty at this point. But Was he there? No, he wasn't. No, he was. He actually had uh, messaged me and said he was going to be there Sunday, but he was on a job somewhere through Saturday. So, but man, regardless, I got to tell you something. Tom Kiefer has my utmost respect after that because my man came from a hundred yards back in the vendor area when he hit Dude, the concrete. He was flying. Yeah, he was hauling ass, man, and he never what did let he off. Think was going to happen. You know, I think he just wanted to make sure that he got all the way through. And he did. I got to tell you guys. So, Kiefer, about board number 10, about wall number 10, Kiefer started leaning to the right hardcore. He said every time he hit a different set of the walls, his handlebar would cock back and forth. So he's he's rocking the whole time. And about board number t- or wall number 10, he started leaning to the right real bad. Dude, he stayed on the throttle. And by the time he hit Wall number 14, he ate shit, world-class style. But he he made sure – I don't know if he hung his feet out or what he did, but he crushed it, crushed it. Yeah, it was Keep, pretty, it was pretty epic for sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty epic, that's Good for time. sure. But that was a great weekend, you know, biggest crowds they've had thus far. Um, yeah, just craziness. So. Yes, sir. Good, good times, you know. 
So we got a great show coming up, but um, you know, you guys that are used to seeing us here every week, you know, we do 120 minutes of all the bullshit we can fit, and we usually like that thing to start off with a little bit we call the news. First up in the news, and can you believe it? It's an uh, an article about the electric motorcycle revolution. This one coming in from the Power Sports Network, and uh, looks like. The Harley-Davidson Live Wire being carried by 150 U.S. Harley-Davidson dealerships. They just had their launch for the Live Wire, and um, they're getting ready to heat things up with that. But the interesting thing that I want to I want to bring up right off the rip, Ken, is that's 150 U.S. Harley-Davidson dealerships out of 700. Yeah. And then, and and then there's another 100 uh, overseas, it looks like. It says 250 total. Yeah. So I don't know how many they have overseas. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not – I don't think – see, when I, when I was ta- I was talking to a dealer who shall remain nameless, and they were saying that, that Harley was actually saying which, um, which dealerships were a priority and which were not. And so I think – think this would be my guess is they never planned on selling a ton of them (laughs) i don't know and i would imagine i mean i don't know which 100 150 dealers are in but i would have to imagine that they're all near cities yes like new york you know boston new york denver la yeah that's what i heard as well so the thing that is cool about it is that dc charge that it has because there's no other bike out there that has it um, and you know, we, we may or may not ride and review that bike. Um, I'm kind of going forth back and forth about that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that, that fast charge, um, it gets it to a hundred percent in an hour. It gets it to 80% in 40 minutes, which is pretty crazy yeah, um, compared to I mean, a lot of other places. The, the other day when we talked about that, about, you know, who's actually doing what with the electric motorcycle, they definitely, as far as, you know, setting themselves apart with, you know, a, any kind of uh, premium feature, they've definitely done that with a, with the battery and charge time. And, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting, man. It'll be Five interesting. Five-year warranty on the battery. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that, you know, people were really worried about. So, I don't know. You know, we'll see. I, like I said, I haven't ridden one. I sat on one. Um, and it was, you know, it was... Was it comfy? Comfy like, uh, is probably not the right word. Um, <laughs> it's acceptable. You know, the riding position is pretty neutral. It's not like you're not, you're not on a crotch rocket. But it's certainly not something that that you would want to go and do, you know, 19 hours yeah. straight on. <laughs> Missy, and you couldn't anyways. Missy's coming in from Facebook, and she said, I saw the demo in Laconia. It looks kind of neat. I'm sure some people will like it. It seemed to have torque. Oh, dude, the torque is crazy. It's zero to 60 in three seconds. Yeah. Zero to 105. Hmm. Like, it's, it's real fast. <laughs> um, and it's got a cool sound to it. So I hate to I hate to tell people to go look at some of the reviews that are out there, but uh, Dan Neal did a video on Wall on the Wall Street Journal, um, and it kind of goes through some of the some of the stuff. Right. He's clearly clearly not riding the bike. <laughs> There's some like stunt stunt level stunt riding the bike. Yeah. All right. So next up in the news, also from the Power Sports Business Network, uh, dealership to host rider training event with five motorcycle organizations. Now, this is kind of neat, man, because 
you know, you've heard about dealerships hosting learn to ride programs, but um, a California BMW motorcycle dealership is actually bringing in five different organizations. And from what it looks like, you know, they have advanced rider training, California Superbike School, Moto Ventures, Rawhide Adventures, Westside Motorcycle Academy. It looks like what their uh, what their goal here is to is to provide a, a level of training for every skill set. Yeah, for sure. The thing that's disappointing to me about that, no kids training. Right. And, you know, yeah. BMW doesn't offer offer a kid's motorcycle. So that makes sense to me. But it doesn't make sense to me because you and I and Heather have all talked and agreed till we're blue in the face that, you know, the youngsters out there are the future of our industry, our industry, you know, and we got to get them on bikes. And, you know, yes, what they're doing with Strider, I think, is great. That's a great first step. But there's got to be another step in the chain. You know, they're not just going to go riding from riding a Strider to riding a bicycle to riding. I mean, I guess a lot of people do, but I think the more we can get them on two wheels, the better. Yep. And that's where electric technology really comes in, right? So So if you're interested in that. (laughs) Jeff Craig commented on here that he would like a live wire. And I'm curious as to what about the live wire appeals to him. So, Jeff, why do you want a live wire? Yep. Now, see, in that in that same box of comments, Damon Woodruff is actually Drew. on tonight, or, or Drew Wood, Drew Woodford, excuse me. Drew. The battery on my Dewalt cordless turned to junk in two years. Replacements are so expensive; it's cheaper to buy a new drill. Yeah, um, I could see, I could see I the worry because you can guarantee the the electric motor or electric battery on that thing is going to be ridiculous expensive right i mean that's got to be a, a a good portion of the overall cost they haven't yeah they haven't they have they said that it is going to be a consumable um part so something that you're going to be able to buy at the dealership they haven't said what that price is but they did say that it's got a five-year warranty on it so no well so um back to the the rider education program that's long beach bmw motorcycles if you're interested in that you can hit them up on their website or their social media it's this weekend to get two more days. information yeah that's going down on the 20th right yep right on 10 to 2 check mm-hmm. them out chris summer simmons says it's too quiet for her yeah <laughs> yeah oh the motorcycle yes yeah. It's an interesting, it's got an interesting sound to it, for sure. It sounds like a, I don't know, it's like a... It's got this very weird, like, war, like wind-up to it. Yeah, so. Dave, David Campbell said, uh, especially if you ride it a lot and have to charge it a lot, because at least that's experience that we have with, with other electronic components, is the more you charge them, the more it beats the hell out of the battery. Um, sure. Let's see. Rich Petoniak says, my shovel head will still be running 40 years after they stop making the live wire. But in all fairness, Rich, I've had a shovel head for a long time, too. You may replace the motor on that shovel head as much as people replace the batteries in these electric bikes. So <laughs> let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I shouldn't say that to him because he's a damn uh, he's a damn motor builder. So his probably last longer. <laughs> <laughs> Chris says she's have to use a clothespin and playing cards yeah, on the wheel. That's great. That's great. So um, also up in the news, let's get back to that for a minute. Um, also from the Electric Motorcycle Revolution, Curtis unveils the latest Hades electric motorcycle design and its distinctive... Um, 
Well, Ken said it looks like a vibrator. No, you said that. Ken and, said it looked like a PB. But I'm leaning more towards <laughs> I'm leaning more towards a Dayton electric motor. But um, the thing here that suggests that it's phallic in nature is the seventy-five thousand dollars price tag that goes with it. <laughs> I just hope. <laughs> I just hope that. I just hope that phallic thing spins. Right. <laughs> so it'd be part-time salad shooter. <laughs> wow. Uh, but it yeah. doesn't say at all on this thing um, how far this thing can go or you know anything else too much. It gives some torque specs. But like I said, the $75,000 thing is, it almost makes it into a, like, yeah, it, it should look like a big dick because that's, yep. Moving on, the Veterans Charity Ride, <laughs> getting ready to go off again. You guys will remember last year we had uh, these folks on the show before Sturgis and um, great, great organization, great work that they're doing. Um, Ken, over to yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so David Frey has been doing this for a long time. Um, it looks like they got about six days left. They've got a great crew. They actually, um, so they've teamed up with Indian Motorcycles and they've actually outfitted some bikes with um, sidecars. So a lot of people that aren't necessarily able to ride can still go along for the ride. Um, it is a pretty special event. We had them along on the ride to the quail a few years ago. Um, and just, just a really great group of people, yeah. um, getting some real, getting some real therapy from, from being in the wind. Yeah. And like I said, you know, it was a, was a real pleasure to, to get to share their story last year because of the, uh, the work they're doing. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, Darren McKaig is, is wondering how the new electric motorcycle will hold up in flaming burnouts. Darren mm -hmm. is infamous for flaming burnouts, so I, that's that's a substantial question for Darren, me. just a reminder that the Baker uh, smoke down is on Monday the 5th at like 8 p.m. at the Iron Horse. Baker wink, burnout wink, drags. Edge. Yes, thank you. Baker burnout drags. And look, I just so happen to have... A little piece of artwork here I can put up. The Baker Burnout Drags well, coming back to Sturgis. It. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, shameless plug. Nice. What no. day is that? Monday night during our industry party. Awesome. That's so going to be great. We're also going to be using our brand new full-size Christmas tree for that. Um, just like if you guys have been to the Baker Burnout Drags or seen them before, the deal is you get the tire smoking, first one to get through all the gears is the winner it's always a good time we are fully expecting patrick garvin to show up in his gorilla suit it would not be an event without him mm. joe smith just put up a a sad face i want to know why joe smith isn't coming to sturgis yeah hmm that's curious curious so i suppose we should get on to our first guest tonight yeah, we are almost there. Basically, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, we're are like we three on time? From it. Yeah, weird, weird, oh, weird. My God. So, Ken, you and I both have known our our first guest for quite a while. When was mm -hmm. the when was the first time you met Bill? Oh gosh, I don't know, but I know that my first impression of him wasn't great. <laughs> And, you know, people's first impression of me is typically not great either. So, uh, but we hit it off um, from what I remember. But the best thing about Bill was that I went down and did a podcast with him and forgot to hit record. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. We were 45 minutes in and he was like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like, 
No, I'm not. <laughs> Danger Dan did that to Chris. And yeah, I thought Danger Dan was going to have a stroke. Yeah. Chris was yeah, like, it was yeah, it's all good. We just started yeah. over. It's good, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we did, too. All right, well, let's go to the phones and see if we can get Mr. Dodge live. Awesome. Hello. Bill, how you doing, man? You're live on Shop Talk. Hey, man, what's happening? Dude, you were happening. Everybody. You were happening, brother. <laughs> What do you get? What do you got going on here? So we want to talk to you about the BC Moto Invitational first of all, because the list is ridiculous this year. The list is off the hook. Yeah, it's a great list, and great people, man. I'm very honored. These guys said yes, and they're coming. Some of the well, stuff they're bringing is pretty amazing. You know, man, I was talking to a cat about you, a mutual friend, and I'll leave out who it was or anything the other day, and and. You know, I've just been working on your article. But you, in case you guys don't know, one of Bill's bikes is coming out as the cover of next month's magazine. You'll want to see that. I'm but, stoked um, on that. I was talking about you, and I was like, you know, I can firmly say that when nuclear holocaust goes down and people are searching through the rubble for food and everything else, Bill Dodge will still be building custom motorcycles. He will still be turning around <laughs> to a 70-year-old machine that breaks every third time that he goes to use it. He will fix the machine and still build a custom part by hand for somebody's motorcycle. Yeah, or their house or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, that's why, like, more than anything else, you know, I, I think this show is so appropriate and so appropriate that guys are lining up to to say yes to you to be to the, to your invitational because they know they're not just showing up for a promoter you know they're showing up for somebody that's looking to to glorify the craft yeah exactly and them as well not i'm right. not looking for a self-promotion thing it's it's all about the builder and people getting to meet him and hang out with them and talk to them and learn what they do differently than the rest of us you know we're all different and we all do things different and People need to be able to see that and come and, well, come and talk to the you've guys been there. and feel good. I <laughs> mean, you, you you were there, Bill, right? I mean, that was the, you know, that you you know what that's like, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many different ways to do things. And I've been doing it for quite a long time. Luckily, thankfully, to my friends and customers, people that support me. But just to see so many times you go to a show and it's all about that promoters you know door and all that this is this is all about all of us having a good time and showing off what we got and, and like i said people get to meet us and see the differences between all of us builders and all the different things we do you know there's a lot there's a lot to be said for that absolutely yeah there is yeah yeah, yeah the guys are i say guys now because i just haven't found the right girl to invite but I'm telling you, it's unbelievable the amount of talent that's in this crew. You know, if I could have a, a hundred listings to give, I would. I, I mean, I would invite a hundred people if I could. But as of yet, we can't afford that. <laughs> well, and it's it's pretty awesome too because the whole thing is centered around, you know, the Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival. 
Um, beautiful, yeah. beautiful property. Anybody that's ever done any AMA district racing, the the Loretta Lynn's Ranch is the host of this event, the same place where the AMA Amateur National Champions go on every year. So um, Yeah, you don't win there, you don't win. Right? <laughs> but I mean... Dude, like the the riding, incredible. The scenery, like even if you just want to hang out at the spot, like there's, you know, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing, and family also, you know, is big big part of it. You know, you know, it's not like your average biker rally that you don't want to bring your kids to. You know, this is all about the children as well. There's different areas to hang out. So in the evening times, the family's going to take the kids off to a quiet place and still have the good time everyone but it's just it's all around all around an amazing event i mean the lynn family buck and carrie all of us you know rat everybody doing it together beaner is a big part of the beginning of this and it just continues on it's just it's a pretty amazing family event now you guys are completely involved that makes me feel even better you know it's just absolutely it's all it's all about family and, and all about the guys really really showing off their craft and having a good time at it not there's no competition between them there's no crap so you'll see builders hanging out with each other maybe you would never get to see that normally at a normal show they're all going different directions and here they're all just chilling and we'll do rides with everyone and just all kinds of good stuff well let, let's step back to how kind of the inception of it um, I mean, did you think, you know, I, I want to know kind of the story of or the conversation that happened, you know, that that made it happen in the first place. But also, did you think it would be this successful? I mean, it's been there since the beginning, right? Yeah, well, I hope, I hope so. Yeah, I want to tell you, first, I hope so. I mean, Bill, you know, actually, Carrie started this and grabbed a hold of the book. Hang on, Bill. You're a little bit, little bit away from the phone. We lost you. Oh. There you go. All right. Is that better? Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, it really started off with the Carrie and her ties with the family and and wanting to do a rally that was different. And she contacted Buck and she contacted myself and she said, Bill, you know, you can bring the right people to have a good time. And and between the the, the bunch of us, we just kind of winged it. And the first year was only three months to get ready for the show, like we decided and then we had three months to invite everyone to get everything going and to tell you the truth i i got hit by the storm right before that first year oh like my god right, i know i mean 30 days before and we're we're afraid things were falling but to tell you the truth every person every builder every customer knocking on the door to buy a ticket you know just really made that vibe happen that first year I, I believe the first year is what made it all happen. I mean, it, you know, it's like you could dream about that forever. We had been thinking about things, things like this forever. Yeah. But, yeah. but that, that first bunch of people, you know, with the combination of the storm beating us all up in Florida and just everything going on at the same time and short time limit, and everyone just showed up and it set the vibe for this whole thing what it's building into what it's what it has been since the first moment and it's all about family and taking care of each other and hanging out and just really finding a way to relax together and, uh, i think it's i think it's done that already well you yeah. got uh you got a ton of people chiming in from social media man you know rich petoniak bill builds badass bikes magoo is on here 
um, best guy in the business from Johnny 99 Customs. Um, oh, man. You know, even like Chris Summer Simmons says, I may try to build something when I retire from Cannibal. I got ideas. Bill, you are inspiring. Tom Cooper. Oh, man. Yeah, Tom it's, Cooper. It's good Bill stuff. has a major influence on on his builds. I mean, like you have oh, you yeah, have a little uh, fan club going on, Mr. Dodge. Uh, well, you know what? I, I think it's all of us. We all just have the same hearts. It's not necessarily me. I think it's all of us have the same heart, and it's real easy to jive together when you're feeling like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm so honored to be be part of this and to, to to actually finally get to invite all my friends to a cool cool gig and and to show that like i said to show the people what these guys do these guys are amazing every single one of them are amazing and just to see the different stuff like you included chris you know oh. you guys you guys you guys come with a little different perspective you watch what how everybody else has done it and you have your own vibe to yours and everyone has their own you know, and that's what's me. You know, there's not, there's no two bikes alike in that stable. There's not, you know, there's not two of the same builders, but we all seem to get along somehow. And, that's and you what, know what, man? What's funny about that is like, it seems like forever ago now we started something to to you know celebrate that attitude and and immortalize it a little bit. And that was all mm-hmm. the way back at the beginning of the Limp Nicky lot. Yeah. You know, which Limp Nicky Law was great. I mean, it was it was buck wild and entirely dangerous and wildly inappropriate at times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was yeah, but it was a celebration, man. When you walked from one end of the lot to the other, it was exactly what you're saying. Like there was, you know, everybody's take on everything was different, but somehow it all worked together, yeah. and we were all yeah, just, all jive. Yeah, yeah. We, we were in it together. But now, and I want to lead into this a little bit. We're getting ready to roll out that the next era that like like kind of Limp Nicky Lot all growed up starting yeah. start just this year. Yeah, yeah, and that's gonna be awesome, dude. Because nobody, there's no there's no competition again. There's no competition. It's all all fun and friends. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's where you get the you know get the best turnout. I believe you know. People want to hang out with you if you're all getting along and having fun together and showing showing off what you do. Yeah, I hope uh, yeah. Limp Nicky Lot isn't reincarnated too much. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> We're grown up now. I don't. Think- well, the, the whole, that was the whole point. It was, it's not going to be that. I know. know, I know. Uh, real quick, Joe Fratis, uh, he's our friend from Motion Pro, but he, I, Bill, I also know he's a friend of yours. He's got a uh-huh. message on here. Much love and respect for Bill. I'm honored to call uh-huh. him a friend. Even more honored to have one of his bikes. One of the uh, first conversations I had with Joe was about yeah. how ha- how he had one of your motorcycles. Uh, yeah, so he's, a he's a good he's a good one, man. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Buck, if you're listening, Buck Shaw's, <laughs> Buck Shaw's on with us. Um, Kurt Green being in the industry for as long as Bill. What does he think about the young upcoming builders and what they're turning out? Are you talking to Buck or me? You. you. That was a oh, message I'm sorry. from Kurt Green. That was from Kurt oh. Green. What do I think about the upcoming yeah. builders? Oh well, shit! I'm I'm bringing them in as fast as I can because I, I watch the talent. You know the 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 fire that they have. You know, it just reminds me of when I was young and all of us were young. You know, these new guys, man, they're on fire to do the best they can to to absolutely kill it. And I notice that they're liking to ride their bikes more. Some of the yeah, some right. Of the other crowds. Isn't yeah, that and that's. Shit? 
Yeah, that's making me feel real good because, as you guys all know, that I'm a I'm a guy that wants to ride the bike as soon as I get it done. I want to I want to go to a show. On, I want to go someplace far on it. And oh, you're not it's really kidding. good to see these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like my bikes. <laughs> but but yeah, to answer your question, I think the new guys are killing it absolutely killing they're pushing us older guys to work harder that's what they're doing wait a minute we're not young anymore (laughs) well i don't know about you everybody's doing this this face thing on on instagram trying to make themselves look older dude i'm already there they can quit right yeah i don't need that i need an app to to show me what i looked like 20 years ago for shit's sake (laughs) exactly what's the one bike that you've built that you've never wanted to part with Oh, I think I know the answer to this one. Well, there's a bunch of them, but but <laughs> probably the probably one of the hardest ones is it was John Green's bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was the hardest one to, to get rid of. I mean, most of the rest of them, I thought you know at some point I might be able to get them back when I was selling them, you know, which I haven't yet. But that doesn't mean nothing. Uh, but the Egret, I know it's gone and it's in another country now, and that one bothers me but I, yeah. I i had a little silent talk with it when i was in paris a week or so ago i, I saw pictures of that and i was like dude that's so cool yeah that's a cool, cool, so cool. yeah that was a good time that was a good time bro that was that was really fun so yeah tell us about paris for a minute man because that's i mean not everybody gets to do that yeah well paris was a very small part of it basically fly into Paris and then rode pretty much around about half of France this this time was in three weeks my friends just pretty much picked me up just outside of Paris with the bikes and we get on bikes and we go and we ride visit all our friends and do bike shows I did a did chopper fest there which is a friend of mine boo he has his own uh, his own bike show up there's kind of private kind of show you kind of got to be invited and it's really awesome and, and that's up in uh, Lorraine, Lorraine, France. And then we'll go more south to a show called Punta Grana, which is up on top of the up on top of the Alps. So we ride up there, Judge Killer bike show there. It's kind of neat. The bike show that's there is in Punta Grana. All the guys bring their sketchy choppers, guys and girls bring their sketchy choppers that they built throughout the year, and they bring them into this little corral, and we kind of get an idea of who's in the show and then on saturday every person that has a bike in that corral which is all brand new it shouldn't be started or if they've been started just once and never ridden just finished motorcycles they all get on them and we have to ride to the top of the alps right on yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, like super sketchy i mean it's like it's 2800 meters so that's pretty pretty much about eight thousand feet or so and uh (laughs) <laughs> there's no guardrails. There's there's hairpins everywhere hanging off the edges of the mountains and snow on the sides, you know, and just everyone has to ride their bike all the way to the top of that mountain, That's get their great. picture taken and ride back. And the ones that make it back, then we'll judge them and decide the winner from there. That's it, baby. Wow. That's how it should be. That's so great. I'm pretty no, sure it's like, it's like the lone, uh, that's like uh, your guys' show, the In Motion show, yeah. but to a yeah. whole other level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah we don't it's have the crazy. And I would judge it like that, the same idea. 
the same idea because don't get me wrong uh, you know you're not going to the top of the Alps in motion but you just cut it right through Galveston bro it's, <laughs> it's just about as bad you know <laughs> so but, but these these guys and girls man they absolutely kill it and you know the best bike will win and do they both do you know 30 over 35 over choppers with no front brakes and jockey shifts and ride them up the top of this mountain like it's no big deal you know so they're worth judging right on I, yeah. i'm pretty it's, sure i heard bill mumble that he needs me to go and be his personal photographer next give year give it up <laughs> you, you got one trip to europe for being the personal photographer oh, you could please. forget about that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, so i need to carry his bags or something i don't know yeah something yeah yeah you can carry my bag because it's usually heavier yes yeah, see there we go yeah it's pretty awesome that whole trip is you know we we're pretty much like i said we're get out of the plane and go down the road a little ways, get the bikes and pretty much on a bike from then on. I don't bring any big bags or anything. Matt, Matt, uh, Matt from 40 Cal went with me this time. Oh, you know, no. we both went for a while. He didn't, he didn't stay as long as me, but man, it was really, really good to hang out with him too. I mean, we live a couple states away from each other and didn't realize what a cool guy he was, man. He's a cool, cool dude. Right on. Yeah. Some serious good times there. So check it out. The thing that we're talking about for Sturgis, the Limp Nicky Lot All Growed Up, is... Uh, we can quit saying those, that word. All Growed Limp Nicky Lot, yeah. Because it, it, bring, it, it brings in a little bit of terror to Heather's heart. But uh, we're calling this new thing the hand-built lot. And, yeah. Uh, hand-built, handmade. I'm sorry. Hand-built. The, handma- the handmade lot. The handmade lot. Um, it's going to be a collection of builders and craftsmen and... Uh, we're actually doing your Teeny Weeny Tuesday event is going to be there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good, too. Come one, come on. Come get some hot dogs. And I think we're doing a Thursday night custom custom bike show in, in honor of the Boogie East show. It's going to be the same yeah. kind of deal. So it's a... Yeah it's, yeah, it's a real vintage chopper show. So unfortunately, none of us twin cam guys can bring a bike. Pre-what? <laughs> pre eighty. Uh, I would, I would, I would say at least three eighty, at least you know, probably before that. Yeah, three eighty is good. Yeah, because you know that's we got to keep that real. That's a really fun little show. Yeah, and and we have to keep it just like it is. I mean, it's it's a real, real deal vintage chopper show. Bring your real real choppers out there, and we're gonna call it. We're gonna call it the Black Hills Boogie. Good, and we're we're doing it for the the Texas brethren. Yeah, yeah, that's it. We got to keep that Texas vibe right in it, yep. you know. Um, so, any of you guys out there that's got them killer choppers, please, please bring them Thursday night in Sturgis. Tell everybody that includes you, Jeff, Jeff Kelderman, with yes. my chopper I built you a little back a while back for emotion. Jeff, Jeff, better have that shit there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, tell everybody where they can follow everything about uh, BC Moto Invitational and the Tennessee Motorcycles and Music. Um, yeah, you can you, you can find all that on Instagram on the TMR Instagram and my own. There's also a website which I'm failing you all right now because I don't know exactly what the website is. Motorcyclesandmusic.com, and I did post a link in the comments. Let's see, Heather's got oh, okay, her, Heather's got her back. Go. Yeah, she's got her back. <laughs> if you have any questions or any needs or anything, don't don't feel shy to DM me. Sometimes it takes me a while to get back, but don't be shy. Come to my Instagram, Blink Cycles, and. and and I'll be happy to answer any questions or get you hooked up with the right people if anyone needs help getting there. 
Right on, man. Well, listen, we appreciate you being on with us tonight. I thank you for taking the time. I know you're you're scrambling to get ready like we are. So thank yeah, you very much. This is fun, bro. This is family stuff. Right on. Right on. Right Thanks, on. Bill. Thank you all. All right, buddy. See you night. in Sturgis. Later. See you then. Bye-bye. Oh, always good to talk to him. I like Bill. Yep. He's that a good is. guy. You're right. Yep. He's the real deal, man. So You know, uh, and it's funny how many people we've just kind of parted ways with right over the years but like the solid crew is still there right yeah right i mean what, what a lot of people don't know is before there was a limp nicky lot the year before it was a thing it's called blacklist, blacklist. Yep. and the blacklist happened on the exact property that we're doing the handmade lot this year so it's there was like some fucking yelling and screaming uh, on that lot, man. <laughs> it was brutal. Crazy. We were building a motorcycle live. It was the first time any of us were building a motorcycle live. Nothing was right. And everybody was pissed. And then it got given away, and the owner of the lot, the owner of the property's buddy, won it. It was a weird thing, man. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay, so. Um, before we go to our next guest, we're rocking through the hour here. I want to do a little business for the show real quick. We'll be back in two and two. All right. We're excited to roll out our new ATV and UTV tire and wheel kitting service to save you time, labor costs, and money. Our goal is to take the hard work out of custom ATV, UTV tire and wheel kitting by doing the installation work, then shipping the pre-mounted kits directly to you. And wheel kitting service is available in all five Tucker Distribution Center facilities. That means when you place an order, the kit will ship directly from your closest warehouse. Save your dealership time, labor costs, and money with pre-mounted tire and wheel kits from Tucker Power Sports. Fitting, kitting, sending. What's up, guys? Jesse, your MC at the World Famous Iron Horse Saloon. Remember we told you just a little while ago about the Iron Horse Saloon Road to the Rally Entertainment Series? It's time to give you your first batch of fans. You ready? We're going to kick it all off February 22nd on the indoor stage with Quaker City Nighthawks. Then we come back March 23rd with the Artisanals. Then we're going to fire up the outdoor stage for the first time of the year, May 26th, with Hairball. Then prepare yourself for June 8th. Uncle Cracker's coming back. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll. July 26th, we're going to get hot with Shooter Jennings. And don't forget, at each and every one of these shows, we'll be giving away Chrome Club passes, VIP passes. You never know. Some of these shows will be free. Some of these shows, you're going to need a ticket. You can get all the details and tickets at ihsturgis.com. Check this out. You can also get tickets at Sicky's Garage in Rapid City for all the shows. It's the Road to the Rally Entertainment Series with the world-famous Iron Horse Saloon. I hope you're ready. Okay, man, Sturgis coming like a runaway train. Um, we're getting ready. I want to remind you guys, though, between now and then, there's at least one more show, and we'll be doing one live in Sturgis. Uh, Shop Talk goes live every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
We go live and bring you another episode of 120 Minutes of All the Bullshit We Can Fit, courtesy of the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio, whose uh, space we break into once a week and take this shit over mm-hmm. to bring out a show. Um, appreciate right. them. I got to tell you, like, real quick before we go on to our next guest. So, Chris Summer Simmons makes a comment here, real quick. Speaking of anniversary, Pat and I met in Sturgis 30 years ago, August 7th, 1989. Dude, we got to get the two of them on this show and talk about that because I've heard the story. You've heard the story. It's an yeah. awesome story. Yeah. And we, we yeah, got it's a great story. We got to get them on the show one time and tell that. That's awesome. We almost share an anniversary. Right? Just a day apart. That's awesome. We almost met in Sturgis. Did we meet in Sturgis? We did meet in Sturgis. We did. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, Yeah, and people can actually catch. We've got a Forever Two Wheels has a podcast with Chris Summer Simmons. She talks a little bit about it there. Um, We did that probably a couple years ago. If you just go to the number forever and then the number two wheels, you can catch that podcast. And every week you can pick up this show in podcast fashion from that website. From yes, Forever Two Wheels, also from MotoshopTalk.com. Um, mm-hmm. If you're coming coming on the show with us to be live all the time, we go out through seven different social media channels, um, anything from YouTube, Twitter. Um, we have a Twitch TV channel. So every Thursday, 9 p.m., put it on your calendars and do the share thing. So Lyndon Lack... I have some really great picks from the Olympic Lot days. The year with the National Guard security will never be topped. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. That's Are we just going to skip over? We'll skip over we're, that one. We're, yeah. yeah, we're just going right on to the handmade lot. That's the handmade lot. <laughs> handmade where, lot. Where everybody has grown up. Yeah, everybody's grown up. Um, real quick before I forget, can I throw something out of left field at you? I just want to talk about the event we're doing this weekend, the little local, well, I shouldn't say little, the local event that Cycle Source is doing this weekend. Um, Chris and I, along with Twisted T, have been invited out to the Jennerstown Speedway mm-hmm. this weekend um, to unveil <coughs> the new Twisted T bike that Flatbroke Chops and Rods built. And they have very kindly opened it up to bike night. Everybody on a motorcycle will gain free admittance. And VIP parking. VIP parking. Um, again, for tickets, you can go to Jennerstown.org. Chris and I and Mark and Dana will all be there. We'll have a bunch of Twisted Tea swag. Um, and if you're on a bike, you get in for free. And, Ken, and this is, this mm. is one of the things that's the best of it, yeah. is we're getting to lead the parade lap of one of the races with the new Twisted Tea Lowrider. Nice. That's awesome. And Chopper, if they let the Chopper on the track, too. <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah. So like it's fun. it's really cool. Like, you know, down home, it's asphalt, so it's not a dirt track. But mm-hmm. it's down home, you know, stock car racing, man. It's awesome yeah. shit. Good times. Oh, do we get killer. to stay and watch the races, or do we actually have to just do the work? You can stay and watch the races. I'm going to come home and build a Chopper. Oh, yeah. Mi- well, you're Mr. Lichter. Hey. Yeah. Show can you show them a picture of where you're wait, at? Wait, wait, wait. No, let's oh, let's go to yes. Lisa Ballard. She was a big part of Limp Nicky Lot too. She said that night was nuts to say the least. But and this brings up a, a good point that Lisa's on. Some of the best stuff that we did with Limp Nicky Lot was a thing that Lisa started called the Limp Nicky Lot footprint. And we would bring out 
kids and have like pizza parties for ki- for local neighborhood kids. One year we did a run to the reservation. We ran to to Pine Ridge and did stuff with the Boys and Girls Club there. Like that was that was worth all of the the trouble of Limp Nicky Lot yeah. was the good work that we did with it too. And that was thanks to Lisa. It was. Mike Satoski just said you could bring the chopper out too. Nice. Nice. Oh, and Mitch, we have flat track racing in New Jersey mm-hmm. on Sunday. I, Mitch, I've failed you. I'm so sorry. If you haven't failed him, hit, hit social media with it hard tomorrow. Okay. There you go. I'll make it up, <laughs> I promise. Okay, so our next guest. Ken, would you do the introduction, please? Really? So, yes. Matt and Brittany Olson. <laughs> um... Carl Cycle Supply is that right? Yeah. Is that the is that the is that the answer? <laughs> you're you're asking me to introduce somebody that I don't know that well. Oh, you don't know so, that you don't know Matt no. that well. No, so, I don't know Matt that well. I usually ask Ken to do these introductions because it gives me time to do the uh, to do the all the back work to get ready for it. But I'll tell you as I struggle through talking and looking through my phone, um, I met Matt and Carl. A long time ago, through the through the whole Sturgis thing, and um, Matt's father Carl gave me my first seven knucklehead day. We had stopped by, and I was fortunate enough to take um, Ross Kiwi Mike's son with me. We rode up to Aberdeen, South Dakota, to his garage, and the next morning he put all of our bikes in a trailer and let us ride seven different knuckleheads on the way to Sturgis, like Whoa. a bunch of us. Teach and and Warren Hire and like a bunch of us were all up there. We all ter- yeah. took turns riding different knuckleheads. Never get experience like that again in my life. Yeah, but, for sure. But even better than that was working into the late hours on all the different bikes that were going out. And Carl broke out a bottle of absinthe, and it was just like it was such an old time bike thing that we were doing. Man, it was so great. I've always been a big fan of them. Um, so Matt marries Brittany. Brittany is doing 20th Century Racing, which has absolutely been off the hook. If you miss that in Sturgis, you're crazy. Um, they're also going to be with us at Vintage Days, and uh, we're going to go to the phone lines right now and see if we can't bring them on live. How are you? Matt, how you doing, buddy? You're live on Chalk Talk. Ah, cool. We're just uh we just got to our hotel in Wasion and getting loaded up and life is pretty good. So thanks for including us. Oh. I uh I wanted to do last Thursday, but it was too busy with uh getting back from England. So. Dude, that's Food great. Hit. Let's let's start with that. Let's talk let's for talk sure. about your trip to England and the the Goodwood. Oh, Goodwood is uh overwhelming. It's uh I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, you know, Brittany got invited, and they uh, invited Billy Lane and Shelly Rossmeyer, and then I got signed up and did all the physical checks and licensing stuff that you have to do to get accredited for that. But uh, I ended up not having a chance to run because it was just so chaos with keeping everything running. And yeah, but anyways, it was it was really cool. It's mainly a car event. Uh, there's three to four hundred cars that are there uh they have uh probably 50 75 bikes and uh everything 
they have this area called the paddocks and that's kind of like the pit crew and that's where they set up the cars and the bikes and all the mechanics and owners and riders and drivers and it's just it's absolutely insane so you can you can walk around this area and meet famous indycar drivers nascar drivers uh, MotoGP people, uh, Isle of Man guys. I mean, it's just... Oh, it's man. And they have every type of car from open-wheel Indy cars all the way to uh, modern Formula One cars. And it's just... It's it's overwhelming. I don't, I don't even change oil on our cars. Like, I don't care about <laughs> four-wheel vehicles. But the engineering and, like, you know they're special. You're looking at them and you're like, ah, oh, this is amazing, but I don't really understand why, so... Well, but, you know, any any one of those vehicles would, like, uh, make an event here in the States for a weekend, like if you're at a car show. And to see so many at once, it's just overwhelming. And then the bikes were were absolutely fantastic. They had they had a couple rough superiors. They had a cricket back Norton, which was the first overhead cam motor that they made in 28 wow. and 29. It was like a factory GP bike. And they had a Vincent Black Lightning and then a Vincent Nero, which was the fastest motorcycle in the world for a few years in the 60s. And I mean, it was just it was overwhelming. They had a they had a modern bike there that had a turbine engine out of a helicopter. And it was it was so cool. So <laughs> it was it was overwhelming. And Brittany, she performed great. Billy and Shelly, they did good. They had a lot of fun, and yeah, it was it was a it was a whole nother planet. So. I was I was glued to social media, man. Like, there's not there's not many people that do enough stuff that make make me jealous and wish I was doing what you're doing. But man, <laughs> really, really wish I was there in person because it looked great. Yeah, yeah. Brittany, Brittany ran so fast. It was a lot of fun. They invited us back and. They have two events, and I think what would be ideal would be to go and ship a bike over and just leave it there for a few months and fly in for both events. So I don't think we'll try that next year and get get more value out of the time spent. But it, it, it was still it was still awesome. We had a great time. So well, moving up to Sturgis and and more on to to Brittany and the racing. So yeah, Brittany's uh, right here. So obviously, um, Monday we do the Vintage Day. Yeah, and, yeah, and we've been helping Dad with that, and that's been spectacular. I think there were eighty bikes there last year. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, man. Like honestly, you know, I can remember when it was first. Like Heather, Heather actually came up with the idea. Hey, we should really do something for old bikes and really make a place for old bikes. And that came out of stuff like, you know, in Florida when when Rocky used to throw the party and stuff, and like, oh, yeah. you know, all the different things. Like we wanted to have that one thing go on in Sturgis. And we knew, like, to really make it happen, having having you and Carl and, you know, and and bring the club together, it's been incredible. It really is. I mean, like, I'm just in awe to watch that thing go down. And then, like, this year your dad comes up with all the old field games and stuff that we're going to do. And, like, it's going to be such a treat for people to see some of that stuff because when you think about bike games today, you immediately say – Barrel race, slow race, weenie bite, you know, but like some of the games that they used to do back at the old meets, man, you know, those are, those are almost like a a lost part of the history of this. And he's really going to help bring it back with that. Yeah. I haven't read the list, but he actually got, he tracked down a letter that Harley sent out to their dealers for like ideas on field games to do in the fifties and sixties. It's, it's really cool. So (laughs) I'm excited. 
I but, wish I could be there. We're going to be going crazy setting up Brit's race, but yeah. Um, so that I, that whole I know thing, you guys will all have a lot of fun. That whole thing starts at nine in the morning, and yep. uh, by the by the afternoon, we're all going to get together and actually ride over to the racetrack where the 20th yep. century racing goes down in Sturgis. Yep, yep, exactly. And uh, anybody that brings an old bike to the show gets uh, free free entrance into the uh, races, and they get a free drink voucher. We have this uh, friend of ours that helps sell drinks. That it's kind of like he's kind of like the Rain Man, but of like selling drinks. <laughs> and we're gonna print up things called Danny Bucks that have his face on them, so they right can on. turn them for free drink. He's like the sweetest, nicest guy. So. I'm really excited. And then all the old bikes will get a spot to park in the racetrack where they can be on display. So if you don't have old bike and want to still go see them or couldn't make it to the show in the morning, they'll be at the motorcycle races as well. And and that's a treat. I mean, it really is because some of these guys even bring bikes out of the museum to, to be at this show and to be at the racetrack that day. So really, really rare opportunity to see some of this stuff and, um, the racing part of it, Brittany, tell everybody about, about how this came about because this was this was no easy thing. Like this was this was a real undertaking for you to get this going in Sturgis. Yeah, it was huge. You know, basically from going to being like a, a hobby antique racer and a stay-at-home mom and and wife to you know realizing that. Your state's, you know, Mark Day of South Dakota's most historical motorcycle racing and racing track, for that matter, was under this um, kind of like nationwide thing that was happening to racetrack to get developed, right, into something different. And the Sturgis half mile was on the chopping block. And, and I kept hearing stuff about like the Syracuse mile, which was another historical huge national historical mile track that had records dating back to like the 20s right and ama is just, you know hounding all 2015 about save the syracuse half mile save the syracuse half mile and then the city announced it in 2015 during the 75th that they did have plans of demolishing their half mile rebuilding it out by the high school and building a housing development where the half mile is now and you know you just like you think of that and and the guys who, I mean, they literally, like, they, they made their lives, their careers, their racing careers. They, they, they cut their teeth on that half mile and watched friends die on the half mile there. You know, and they, and they, they saw the rise and the decline of it all, you know. So um, when, 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 when I won in 2015 on the last day of the AMA sanctioned races in the, on my 23 Harley in the board track class, you know the announcer, uh, Scotty Dubler, said, "How does it feel to be one of the Amer- or one of one of the last champions of the historical Sturgis Half Mile?" And, like I just cried. Like I got really emotional because I did not know it was like that. I thought that I thought that maybe the city just wasn't didn't want to you know continue contracts or you know I didn't quite know what the deal with the city was until like it was apparent right then there at that 75th rally, and so we really had to work together with. You know, with Bruce Ivy and Mark Marshall and Norm Spirit of Sturgis. And, you know, we, we decided that if, if, if given one year, we would at least honor the history that one year. So really, we we went, fr- you know, from having, you know, it was like we, ha- we had maybe, maybe like 
six, seven weeks that very first year to organize all of it. And that first year, the Wall Street Journal covered it. The second year, Travel Channel covered it. And then from there, it was just, I mean, it just got even, it got, you know, every year we did something different or we change it. And, um, you know, the second year we had it during the rally, that was incredible. But it was also so frightening because, yeah, you know, like I said, like I went from being a stay at home mom, you know, new mom, new wife, you know, race a couple times a year and go to the antique meets with my family to now, you know, it's like, wow, you like, I'm really putting my name, my family, my life on the line to, to save this half mile or at least honor the history and all of the racers and promoters and people who worked and camped and, and they volunteered everything, you know, it, it, and that's where the rally first bond out of was this half mile. So that energy, like the, the same energy that people talk about, you can go to Bonneville when you go to that Daytona beach, you know, it's that, that, that knowing, I think that's, that's knowing how many, how many national champion legends cut their teeth on this track, love this track, bought this track, you know, had crashed on this track. Right. So and Brittany, where, where is it? Where's it at now? Where, where's the track at now? I mean, did you guys save it? You know, it's the same place that's always kind of been. It, this is where it gets really complicated. So, like, now the the city, because it's city-owned, right, the, the city's been amazing in the fact that they've continued to allow us. This year, was it was um, unopposed, which was amazing, because the first year we had some opposition. Second year, this year was completely unopposed. The city is in favor of it. Uh, however, because this, the, the city of Sturgis has had has had so sorry my son is peeing on a tree <laughs> <laughs> good man good man nice job. so uh but um you know because it, it's it's an old facility it's an old grandstand and this this the sturgis the community of sturgis this year has been hit with massive amounts of of rainfall you guys are going to have uh, most beautiful rally this year. It, the the grass is so green and the yeah. trees are so green and it is so moist and very like lush. The mosquitoes are heavy, so like let this be a precursor. Everybody bring your bug spray because <laughs> I was like out there and I was out working the track. Hi, I was out working the track, uh, just walking around, getting a feel for what we're gonna have to do, where we're, you know what, how we're gonna stage and set everything up. And I had hundreds of mosquito bites. And I'm like, this is just not common out here because on that side of the state, yeah. it's always dry. It's not very wet. And the mosquitoes don't thrive like how they do where we are. You know, we're used to that up in Aberdeen, South Dakota. But in Sturgis, I was not expecting that. So that's a precursor. Everybody bring your box. <laughs> well, I think, too, like more than just, you know, you speak of the uh, the national champions and the, the history of the racers and the people that were there, but I think also what this represents is is almost saving the soul of rallies. You know, like you see the stuff going on with with Roland Sands and the hooligan racing and what AFT is doing again. And I mean, the motorcycle rally starts and ends with the the celebration of the motorcycle culture altogether. But but racing and hill climbing and like that's that's such and it has always been such an integral part of this that like we really really need. You know, somebody like you to go on the line to protect that part of this history. Yeah, you know, and, it, and it, it, I did not, I did not know that I was 
going to have to, to have this huge undertaking. Like you said, like I remember just being Betty Bicycle and nobody really knowing what my name is and just being this happy go lucky, you know, girl. And then I started, when I started racing motorcycles, I really just, I mean, I realized that somebody had had to preserve this history. Right. So when we started 20th century racing, it was to really make the, the information, the adventure, like doing this antique motorcycle racing more on a social platform like Instagram and, and, and Facebook and making it more like available for, you know, seeing what we're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. But to, to be like where we are now, it is so cool because on so many different levels, whether it's hooligans, the antiques, American flat track, Sons of Speed, America, Sons of Speed. Yeah. We're seeing all of this in like, it's, it's rise or it's come back is I feel like it's really like kicked a spirit within motorcycling, especially right where it needed it. Right. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, and, definitely. And You've definitely cool done a huge see. service to the, to the spirit of it. And I mean, that's, that's perfect, right? That's the spirit of Sturgis. Yeah. It, you know, and it, it, for, for the, for, for spirit of Sturgis, like it, uh, this would really not at all be possible if it wasn't for like Brian clock, and Bruce Idy. So Bruce, Brian, it, he heard about what we were doing with this 38 Indian for the 75th and it being, you know, part of the naked show at Michael Lichter's exhibit and us taking it out and, and racing it. And, and, you know, the reason why we named it Spirit of Sturgis is because it's 38. It was a total, it was a total tribute bike to Pappy and to the first years of racing, right? For 20th no. century, of course, we're going to do a race bike. And that's when, when Brian said, you need to connect with, you need to connect with, Bruce Heidi and so he got us connected and we talked and I just remember being so nervous and so shy and when I when I had this presentation folder and it was basically explaining what we were doing with 20th century racing and how as like a, a first of right I wanted to present a sponsorship in you know, like an exclusive sponsorship package to the Indian dealership since this would be like a searches bike right mm-hmm. and yeah. On the front of the on the front of this folder, and like my gold handwriting is like a gold ink pen, right? I wrote the Spirit of Sturgis featuring Brittany Olson and Jim Wall, twentieth century racing. And he, he Bruce goes, "This is a first meeting, face to face." He goes, "Huh, that's funny. Where did how did you come up with this?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, if he likes my handwriting, I can't wait until he sees my full presentation with all the colors and artwork." And then he goes, this is so funny because I started trademarking this very same name uh, uh, six weeks ago. And I seriously was like, oh, I shot myself in the foot. Like, why did I ever think Spirit of Sturgis? That's so lame. And it was it was so it, it was so relieving. Right. When he was like, no, 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 this is really good. This is actually like what this is exactly what we're being motivated in, like the history side of Sturgis. Right. Absolutely. And, and Bruce is so amazing, you know, with his involvement at the Indian Motorcycle Sturgis and the Sturgis Motorcycle Museum and and uh, and just, I mean, being uh, an amazing person who who loves, you know, not only motorcycle racing, but sports cars, sports car racing, you know, and and for the state of South Dakota, he's just very passionate about preserving history as well. So that, you know, at the end of the rally of the 75th, make this come full circle. He is the one who asked and said, Brittany and Matt, do you think maybe we need to have a 
a vintage festival or something because he was very moved by Barber Vintage Festival. So isn't it interesting how like little things like that really move and motivate certain people to take action, right? Yeah, it's pretty pretty serendipitous for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, almost like it was it it was supposed to happen, or it was just it just how it all fell into a line like that. It was it was like a divine thing, you know. Where it's like, all right, here's the problem fixed. So how can how can people kind of find out more about 20th century racing, Spirit of Sturgis, all that? Um, we've got another person we need to get on, but we want to make sure that the information gets out there so people can go and watch the races and get tickets and follow along. Oh, absolutely. So our tickets are for sale on Eventbrite, but you can also purchase them on Main Street uh, during the rally, during the week of the rally. There's uh, two shops. Uh, and then you can uh, you can also go to spiritofsurgis.com and follow us on Instagram at spiritofsurgis. And the same is with 20th Century Racing, 20thcenturyracing.com and at 20th Century Racing. At 20th Century Racing on Instagram is going to be your best way to follow me because I am constantly doing stories. So you'll always see stories on there. Sometimes I'll do hard posts, but it's been so busy for us lately that stories are the easiest and fastest way for me to share what we're doing. <laughs> I want. Awesome. I want to know um, what can people do. Is there anything uh, both in the state of South Dakota and anyone outside of the state of South Dakota to help you in your in your efforts to keep the track alive and keep yeah. the bulldozers at bay? Yeah. So you know, I think the you know the very best thing is if you are in Sturgis during the rally, come to the Spirit of Sturgis. Um, you know, this, this year, because of all the water, the, the, the grandstands are, they're really getting old and aging and the sewage pipes below bursted. So I really want to put together a fundraiser to really help the city get that fixed and, and, you know, make, make plans for the future too. And really just show the city of Sturgis that, that there, there's a community out here. And that if we, if we get a crowd together, we can, we can fund some things to get it at least fixed. Or you know, future plans down the road to get a new new infrastructure built. But Absolutely. yeah, uh, we'll but listen. yeah, definitely come to the event. That's the best. Come to the event or yes. purchase us. Yes, absolutely. And this is this is something like really consider, you know, the, all the parties, all the concerts, everything that's going on. Just your presence at this place, you know, just just being there is going to go a long way towards the. You know, you're making a a personal effort to preserve and part of the history that made this thing that we do all over the country even possible. So take some Absolutely. time. Absolutely, Yeah. And if, and if there's one thing too, that I could definitely share is man there, we, we have a growing, I mean, a huge growing hooligan racing population. And one thing that we absolutely love is having the hooligan racers come out to the spirit of surges. We have a $3,000 cash purse. And the top 13 riders get paid, and we got 12 that go to the main. So even if you, if you're the last qualifier and you don't make it to the main, you still leave with a little bit of something. Last year we had 2,500, but we boosted it up 500 this year because there's the X Games that's going on the, yeah. the day before the Spirit of Sturgis. So we wanted to, and we wanted to show the the racers coming to Sturgis that Sturgis loves all racers. So, <laughs> well, listen, Matt and Brittany, two of my favorite people on the planet. Thank you so much for taking time out today. I know between events and and you know your little guy there, like you're going crazy as much as we are. So, <laughs> thank you for taking this time, and we will definitely see you at the Spirit of Sturgis. Uh, thanks so much, Chris. Thank yes, you so sir. much, Chris. Awesome. Uh, part- thanks, guys. 
But personally, I just got to say thank you to Chris for really motivating me to even get into motorcycles in oh. the first place and, and for publishing Matt Waxler's articles. And, you know, and that just really got me hooked on motorcycles. So you're, you're awesome. And for the work that you're doing, <laughs> for the work that you're doing with this thing specifically, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to nominate you this year for woman of the year in our in our year in review because this is this is really a, a proud proud thing to see you to see you you know really grab a hold of this thing and make it what you have oh well thank you so much that means absolutely. the world to me absolutely we'll see you guys in sturgis we'll see you guys in sturgis see bring there. your bug spray <laughs> all right Bye, later guys. on she's great right man. On. She's great. That was great. And yep. You, she says that all the time about how I inspire her. And look, look at what she's become. She's had such an incredible life over the last five or six years, man. The things that she's done, you know, she, she's kind of crazy, she's right? Making me want to do better. Yeah. Blondie, what do you got over there? Uh, let's see. Lisa Ballard, Matt and Britt Rule, keep up the great work. Um, Chris Summer Simmons says, Britt, you're a rock star. Uh, oh, Cheryl Daggett O'Brien, can I ask a question? Is there going to be a run to line? We're not working this year. Yes, there is. Stay tuned, everybody. That's all coming out. Um, da, da, da. Actually, we can go through that in like two minutes here. Okay. So to answer your question about run to the line, um, yes, there will actually be one. But we're going to do something different. Every few years, we take a, a little different approach to this. So the run to the line will be a ride through Van Ocker Canyon this year. We're going to go up to the Nemo Guest Ranch, come back to the Iron Horse for uh, Pirowitz's paint show and have some lunch at the Iron Horse. We're going to follow that up with bike games um, on Friday at the Iron Horse. So Friday, we're going to separate it into two different events. We're actually going to do a ton of bike games. But here's the deal. $200 cash prize for each game. So slow race, keg roll, spoon race, the waitress, and weenie bite, $200 a piece. And then there will be a grand prize rodeo champion belt for the overall winner of the day. And get ready, and? mini bike drag races. Yeah. $200 first prize. You can, again, you can either bring your own mini bike or you can ride like one of ours. Like maybe the guy with the alcohol fueled, like with the jump starter. I have to tell you, I sent Asian Dan reached out about our bike show. Yeah. So while I was sending him the flyer, I sent him all of our flyers, and of course, I included the mini bike drag race. He's like, "Man, you had to send me that." He says, "Now I'm going to have to put my chopper and my mini bike in my truck and drive." I was going to ride, but now I'm bringing the mini bike. I love, <laughs> I love you, Dan. I love you. Nice. So lots of stuff going on for us in Sturgis, man. Um, you know, obviously we talked about the the Vintage Day and uh, our bike show. Our bike show on Sunday, 25 classes, and we give away the, the Paco Roller. They're actually working on finishing them up right now, and it's going to be a far-out 70s chopper roller. So you want to get in on that. There's no cost for the show. Tons of prizes from all our sponsors. And uh, that goes down on Sunday, August 4th, 10 a.m. You can start signing up for the bike show. Awesome. Very good. So with cool, our uh, next get our next guest. Yeah. Shall we shall we roll on? Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. We are um, we're going to have Austin on from Twisted Roads. Um, it's Austin Rothbard, I believe. 
um, or Twisted Road, I should say. And it is basically like kind of an Airbnb for motorcycles. So you can go and rent somebody's personal motorcycle. Um, it's got a map so you can see if there's anybody near you. Um, it's a really great way to waste time um, and see what kind of cool motorcycles are around <laughs> you to rent uh, and what, how much they are. Um, it's it's pretty fun. So I'm excited to talk to him about how he got got this going and um, just see where he's at with it. Let's see if we can get Austin on the line. Awesome. Thanks. Hey, hey Austin, guys. you're live with hey, Shop Austin. Talk. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Good, good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for being patient. We, yeah, no problem. Couple, no, <laughs> no we've problem. got a couple of guests that really like to talk, and we really like to listen to what they have to say. So, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Hey, I just yeah. saw a little bit about uh, you guys talking. Ken, you said you've wasted a bunch of time on our site already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you actually use the word wasted a bunch of time well, <laughs> yeah, no, no 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 it's a because you just it's start addictive. you just start clicking on all it's the different addictive. prices yeah. you're like how much is a $175 bike oh whoa <laughs> right, I would maybe right. rent that yeah, you know? yeah. a Triumph yeah. Speed Triple for $69 a day that sounds like fun awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah, it's been great where where did this idea come from, man? And how do you how do you even go about you know like starting to get people interested in sharing time with their motorcycle? Well, let's go back. I spent uh, years in corporate America. I was uh, an executive, and I was really pretty miserable. And so I was just looking for like the right way to get out of it. Um, I started riding pretty recently. I've only been riding for about four years. And okay. after I start after I started riding. About a year after, I was in uh, out at like some of the national parks in Utah, and all I kept mm-hmm. saying is, "Man, I wish I had my bike." And I kept saying those six words like over and over every place we went, whether it was Zion or Bryce or Grand Canyon. And I realized it was a major issue. So um, basically, I just did a little bit of research. I to your question, how do you get people to part with their motorcycles? Most people won't. You know, so we did a, huge, a pretty extensive survey and found that only about 10% of riders would allow others to ride their bike. But um, there's enough bikes in the country to make it work, even if it's 10% or 1%. So uh, we, went, we went live about a year and a half ago. And you went from, from zero bikes to 1,600, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. We got about 100 new bikes a month. Um, wow. you know, I've run, I've run companies from, you know, I've been really fortunate in my career, but I've never run anything that doesn't have a single sale coming through. So when I started this, it was really nerve wracking, but we got our first rental within 24 hours. No oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you play around with our site, you'll notice we've got, we've got, uh, bikes in every state. We've got every, we've got a ton of making models, just some vintage bikes sitting up in, Guilford, Connecticut. If you want to see some beautiful bikes, Guilford, Connecticut. There's a there's a woman there who restores vintage bikes. We've got about three or four old bikes there. You know, so there's some gems across the site, and we take care of everything from logistics to making sure that the rider is legit, has a, an endorsement, um, insurance, credit card processing. We do it all. 
And it looks like you're all over the world, actually. I just did a little zoom out, and I was like, "Wow, look at that!" There's, there's... Well, we're all we're all over the U.S. So there's there's a bike or two you'll see in Europe, which is just um, which is just a test bike we have out there for testing. The oh, stuff. okay. We have a bunch of bikes that come in. Um, we have some in Colombia and Portugal and uh, Argentina and and Australia. We just don't approve them yet. We're not ready to to flip the switch outside of the U.S. yet. We want to make sure that we have all the kinks um, ironed out before we start going international. Sure. That makes sense. Really, really incredible. Like when, as you're talking, I'm scrolling through the site and it seems like you make it really easy. Well, we try to, we try to, we try to walk you through every step of the process. And um, well, the easier it is, the more likely you'll get on, you'll, you'll either get on someone else's bike or put your bike on the site. The owner gets um, gets 70% of the rental rate. So if you see a bike for 100 bucks, you know, the owner gets 70 of it. Yeah. And, um, and the owner is also in full control. So let's say, so when a request comes in, uh, let's say you've got a Goldwing on the site and a request comes in. You, you, as the owner, you get to review the request, including the rider's experience, and you can decide whether or not you're comfortable having him on your bike if, based on his experience. So if he's got a six months on a sports star and he wants to rent your gold well, you, just decline, <laughs> you just decline it yeah that's actually and then really how does, cool how does, i had no idea does, about that part how does insurance yeah. work so so uh every bike is protected by a commercial insurance policy uh riders get to choose if they want to buy we, we offer a short-term rental policy as well it's like 40 bucks a day and it covers all riders up to twenty-five thousand bucks and uh in damages and um Three hundred thousand in liability. Okay. Right on. And before the ride starts, before the ride starts, um, there's a walk around. It's just like you know, if you rent a car from Enterprise, you do a walk around and make sure there's no damages. You do the same thing. But with us, what you do is you take pictures uh, right right through our website, and they get uploaded to the site, so we can look at it and say, "Oh, well, Ken's bike went out. Here's what it looked like before." And when the bike comes back. You know, you do one more walk around. We we rarely get issues, but when whenever there's an issue, we document it and we pay out. That's actually the, amazing. Are, is there is there? Go ahead, Chris. No, no, it wasn't me. Oh, I I was just asking. So, what's are there bikes that you don't approve? I mean, has somebody tried to put a 14 foot long jockey shift kick only chopper on there? Yeah, yeah. So so uh, <laughs> well. We, uh, you know, we haven't gotten any jockey shifts up uh, uh, listed on the site yet. We have a few, uh, a few choppers. We just approve them. We actually, where we draw the line, is is more around. We don't allow dirt bikes. We don't allow trikes or three wheel bikes, and we don't allow uh, scooters. But a lot of that is because we're a motorcycle uh, first company, and we don't have a lot of um, experience. We, we don't have a lot of resources right now um, with people or, 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 or money to split up our focus. So we just focus on marketing to the moto community for now. Right on. That's great. That makes a lot of sense. What do you think in terms of percentage wise, you know, American bikes versus like European slash, um, you know, imports? In terms of rental, well, it's a it's a it's a, it's a good question. I'd say that the, the U.S. bikes are probably between twenty and maybe about twenty percent of uh, of what's rented, and then everything else is the remaining eighty. But you'll see people who like, um, you know, you'll see 
typically what happens is when people are traveling, they want something like their bike that they have at home. So we'll mm. see people go to uh, go down to MotoGP and they'll rent a Ducati from us so that they can go to the Ducati, you know, entryway right, right. to the thing. And so, yeah. um, you know, but for last year in Milwaukee at Harley's 115th uh, anniversary, we were sold out of bikes. And, like, and people would list their bike up, like, on a Wednesday before that weekend. And by Wednesday night or Thursday, you know, it would be rented out. So we were all out of Harley's for that weekend. That's so cool. I, I really dig the diversity, man, from, from going through it just now. Um, there really is everything. There's adventure bikes. There's you know over the road motorcycles. There's there's some Harley stuff, sport bikes. You know there's there's yeah. you could you could ride any kind of motorcycle you want. Do you have any um, any superstars? Like do you have one that's like you know every time this bike's listed, it's rented. There's a bike that's on there. There's a uh, we have a couple of bikes that get a ton of traction. We we have a, a, a Ducati. If you type in uh, on the site, if you go to like West Hollywood, you'll see Ducati Scrambler. Scramblers do really well in LA. People want a lane split and have something nimble. In Denver, we've got some Triumph Tigers that are always out. We've got a BMW R uh, R9T in. Um, in uh, I think it's in Denver that's priced really aggressively, and then we also get like you know as people list like bigger touring Harleys, they get some good traction for like week long rentals. Like there's a there's a 20, 2018 Road King in Long Beach. It was priced at a hundred bucks a day, and it was getting a, a lot of action. She might have increased the price a little. Yeah, and how do you find your your prices in terms of you know if somebody went to Eagle Rider, let's say, um, and rented a bike um, compared to what you guys do? Well, it's a good question. All the prices are set by the owner, so mm -hmm. you could have someone who thinks that their bike is worth three hundred bucks, and if you compare that bike to Eagle Rider, it'll be more expensive. Then you have someone else who might price it at a hundred. Sure. On average, we're like thirty to fifty percent less expensive than Eagle Rider uh, bike. To, you know, bike to bike. Um, they have okay. a lot of benefits to their program. Like they, they uh, own all their own uh, inventory. So because of that, um, they're they're maintaining the bikes. They have records of maintenance. We don't have that yet. Um, yeah. But but on the flip side, we're a little bit more uh, more variety, and we're a little bit more convenient. Um, yeah, I would sure. I would actually think that this would give you, this would give you a huge advantage. You know, it, it it would be a more daunting proposition to carry that enough inventory to have this kind of diversity, this kind of you know, the region to region. Like, I think this would give you a huge advantage. This model. Oh, yeah. Well, you're right. So if you go back and look over at like rental uh, 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 motorcycle rental companies over the past few years, they, they they come and they go. You'll see someone who like puts a bunch of bikes up. They start a rental operation and. You know, I don't know where in San Diego, and then two years later they shut it down. And the reason is because the insurance expense is so high, holding onto those bikes and paying for the inventory is high, that they have to have extremely high utilization on those bikes in order to make it work. Mm -hmm. But the benefit we have is we don't need to have the utilization. We can spread the the insurance costs. It's hot. Our insurance is really high for us, but we could spread it across more bikes. So if we get 10 bikes and they never get rented, we're not paying insurance on those bikes, and we're also not making monthly payments on them. 
So I see two bikes on here, Chris, yeah. that I, we should rent for two separate occasions. There's a 68 <laughs> Honda CB50 in Illinois that we need to rent for Motoblot next yeah, year. Yeah, baby. And then there's a 1947 Indian Chief that we need to rent just to shut Kiwi up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that red one. That's outside of uh, Chicago two right. hours, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's beautiful. That's good stuff. That's so not like you know. That's not like non-standard shifter. Like the throttles, you know, the, everything's on the opposite side before standardization of controls. Yeah, which makes it fun. I had a I had a forty-seven just like that actually. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. what do you see that? What do you see the the kind of the future of of um, Twisted Road? The reason that I ask you, and uh, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but we hear. <laughs> You know, constantly, we're obviously a media company, right? We sell yeah, media. Yeah. We've got we've got a print magazine, but then we've also got this show where we reach anywhere yeah. between twenty and a hundred thousand people. We've got, you know, a bazillion things, and all we co- constantly what we hear from companies is that we that they're they're doing kind of non endemic advertising. But all you're interested in are motorcycle riders, right? Like that's yeah. who you advertise to, right? Right now, that's all we do. You know, us, we have four pieces to our marketing strategy. We we do a ton of advertising on Facebook and on Google. And then we go to a bunch of events. Um, we haven't been at Motoblog yet. We've had some conflicts, but we, we're out at like the one moto show and Mama Tried. And, oh, right on. Um, and then... Um, and then the third thing is we have we're pretty aggressive with PR, and and the fourth are we have a bunch of uh, corporate and and individual partnerships. Like we have a partnership with Cycle Gear right now, where there's five locations in Southern California that act as remote pickup drop off for us if the owner's not available to pick up to to meet the rider. That's oh, that's great. great. That makes a lot of sense. Well, and the, the part of this the part of this that makes the most amount of sense too is the is the support within the community, just like. You know, as you can imagine, like a lot of people that get into the Airbnb stuff, that's helping them make that payment all the time. You know what I mean? So people that have a single extra property that they're trying to manage or multiple extra properties, this helps them manage the, the cost that goes along oh, with yeah. that. And it'll be the same thing with the motorcycle. If, if that motorcycle is just sitting there. Right. And I mean, if they rent it out two days a week, that could be their payment for the month. Absolutely. Or two days a month, rather. I mean, yeah, here, here's way the- to... Here, here's what I try to explain. Like some people are totally on the fence with it, and I get it. Like my house is not on Airbnb, so I'm never going to try to convince anybody to put their any of the property on our site because I understand the resistance. But if you're on the fence, there's no risk to putting the bike on. Let's say you put your bike on and it never gets rented, you're no worse off than you know you are right now. And but if you get a few rentals and you decide to accept them, it could make an insurance payment. You could buy some tools or some parts. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, people like yeah. It's hard to it's hard to to buy parts sometimes for your for your uh, bike if your partner you know spending all that money is easier if you're getting an, <laughs> some income from rentals. No, you know, I, I completely get it. Like we're fortunate enough that we have several motorcycles. Yeah, and <laughs> understatement of the year. But like we ha- we have a touring bike. We have an ultra classic that we have not been on in two years. That right. literally just sits in our garage. Right. Chris, you got to yeah. ride choppers all the time. No, well, you don't have <laughs> to ride choppers all the time, but it's fun, man. Riding <laughs> choppers is fun. <laughs> but so I could totally see how, you know, every now and then rent now that a pick covers the insurance, whatever it may be. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah. It's cool. Neat concept. 
And when someone so, puts their bike, their first bike on our site, we give them $25 to go use as a renter. Um, it just builds the community. There you go. That makes a lot of sense. So do you see this as an opportunity to, are you planning on just building this and then selling it? Or is this something that you see like this is, this is kind of your future? Well, you know, I've been asked that a few times. And honestly, like I, I am having a lot of fun and there's a lot of potential for growth. And I've been in a career before that I wasn't too happy in. So the fact that I'm enjoying what I'm doing every day, I've just, I've got a lot of passion for it. So right now my eyes are literally set on being a a bigger part of the, of the moto community, growing this thing so that we're a little bit more well-known and being used more often than we are now. I'm not, you know, it's a whole different model if you're out to sell it. Yeah. Agreed. Focus is mine right now. Yeah. Agreed. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you having having us on, or having. We yeah, really appreciate yeah. you coming on. <laughs> wow. My pleasure. My pleasure, Ken. Um, and can you just tell people where they can check you out? Yeah, of course. If you're on Instagram, go to at Twisted Road or go to twistedroad.com. And the the cool thing about um, our Instagram is just about every single picture that we post is all from our users. They they send a ton of pictures of them having fun on our bikes. And we just repost them. So you can see a lot of what's going on there. It's pretty cool. That's fantastic. Well, we really appreciate you coming on and um, we wish you the best for sure. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll run into you in Sturgis or one of these rallies someday. Sounds great. I look forward to it. Okay. Thanks everyone. All right. Thanks Thanks a lot, lot, Austin. Austin. You got it. Bye. So I'm down for renting the Indian. I'm (laughs) I'm excited about that. Well, you know, one thing I think that's cool is I look, there's a lot of newer motorcycles, and what a great way to decide if you want to make that purchase or not. Oh, hell yeah. You know, I mean, as opposed to going to the dealer and only being able to ride it around the block, take the bike out for a day or two. Yeah. See if you really want to make that investment. I think it's, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, so uh, again, I want to remind you guys, this is Shop Talk coming to you live every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, through the courtesy of the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio. Um, We bring you 120 minutes, all the bullshit we can fit, news, information, some interviews, uh, a couple cool product videos, and and, uh, anything we can get our grubby little mitts on. That's right. Uh, If you dig it, hit the share button. Make sure you set up your alerts. We're going to take... Two minutes here and then come back real quick and wrap up the show with the last tidbits of news. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with you. The Palace City Pre-Sturgis Party is back. Clockworks has teamed up once again with the city of Mitchell and the Corn Palace to bring fun back downtown. Join us Thursday, August 1st, 5 to 10 p.m. Cole Freeman will be back attempting another amazing stunt. Listen to live music from Shelby Lee Lowe, and local favorite, Dustin Evans. The team at Clockworks is teamed up with clothing sensation Dixon Flannel and will be debuting the exclusive Clockworks Flannel colorway at the pre-Sturgis party. Fun for all ages, motorcyclists or not. Whether it's the people, the music, the food, or the camaraderie that draws you to the heart of Mitchell, South Dakota, don't you dare miss this year's Palace City pre-Sturgis party. you 
ready for the best nine nights of your life. It's gonna be a long hot summer. Ron Woodruff presents Keith Urban, Toby Keith, Disturbed, Snoop Dogg, Godsmack, Sticks, Full Beat, George Thurlwood, Dee Snyder, Theory of a Dead Man, Collective Soul, Pop Evil, Zack Sabbath, Skid Row, and more. Plus nine days of extreme racing action. August 2nd through the 11th. Get passes now. The Sturges Buffalo Chip. Presented by Geico Motorcycle Insurance. It's the best party anywhere. Okay, Heather. So we got uh, John Bugkiller Baker asking, how's landmine? <laughs> speed bump. <laughs> landmine, speed bump. Oh, he's doing good. He's a little bastard. Took us. He did, I feel a, he bad did his, for Nugget. He did his first event with us. Yes, he did. We took him to Gettysburg, man. He had his first public appearance. He was good. He was good. I feel bad for Nugget, though. Nugget, I think, is getting the short end of the deal. All right, so real quick, man, we're going to go Nugget through. Nugget get yelled at a lot for beating oh. up on growling well, and stuff? No, that, he's a little... He's a vicious little bastard. bastard. <laughs> like, he'll, like, latch onto her jowls and just yeah. hang there. Oh. Yeah. And I can't believe Nugget hasn't ripped his and face off And he has those yet. little tiny sharp puppy teeth. Oh, yeah. So he bites the shit out of her, man. But then, like, yeah. he'll turn around and they'll be curled up sleeping together. Yeah. Nah. And then they're wrestling and trying to rip each other's throat out. And then they're curled up sleeping next to each other. So so uh, a couple events to go over uh, real quick. Coming up August 17th, let the good times roll right around the corner. Um, Tom Kiefer has his York Bike Week event coming up. Fuel's going to be playing there. $30 tickets. Check them out online. Um, before we even know it, Fuel Cleveland July 27th. You do not want to miss this event if you're not a loser like us who are going to miss this this year. Because we're going to be at Mountain Fest doing a bike show. We are going to be at Mountain Fest. Where I, hopefully maybe we'll even catch Peter Frampton. Really? Yeah, he's playing. I would go see Peter Frampton. How the hell are you going to go to Mountain Fest and make it to Sturgis? We are. Uh, well, We actually have our bike show at Mountain Fest and... Uh, 15th annual Mountain Fest. We've been to almost every single one of them. Six days, 14 hours, 15 minutes, 28 seconds. Peter Frampton, Cheap Trick, Charlie Daniels, Jasmine Kane's going to be in the house. Um, tons of good stuff. Tons awesome. of good stuff going on, and uh, and we'll be there also. So Nice. So, so Jasmine, um, if she's drinking, must remain at least 10 steps away from me at all times. <laughs> Just saying. Heather's, Heather's a little nervous at suck back blow because Jasmine took her heart over the table. <laughs> mm. So um, real quick, uh, one piece of motorcycle news from this week that I definitely want to get back to is this really cool story. 97-year-old motorcycle racing legend reunites with his bike for the last time. Let's check this out real quick, and we're going to talk about it. It's the sizzling summer sales explosion oh, you at Weber Auto Group. Grand Caravan starting See? at $69.85. Now we're not going to check that out. Now we're just going to talk about the story. So this out of Bittendorf, Iowa, uh, Iowa Masonic Health Facilities, Monday morning, you would find a silver truck pulling into the parking lot. Inside that truck sits the racing bike of 1950s motorcycle racing legend. It's called the Big Bass Scallop, and only 50 of them are ever made, says Bob Skeffington, one of the men who hauled it in. The bike belongs to 97-year-old Bill Tooman, who resides at the Masonic Nursing Home and deals with dementia. Tooman comments he can't remember anything. His short-term memory is shrinking, but he can always recall his racing glory days when he rode his Indian motorcycle along with the Indian wrecking crew. That was back in the 50s, and Tooman hasn't seen his own bike in almost 20 years, but that all changed Monday morning. 
super, super cool thing that they're doing. Um, his name is the serial number of the bike. Skeffington Isn't Clements. that cool? Isn't that cool? <laughs> Etched into the engine. It's the only bike in the world that he knows of. The bike after this will be shipped back to Australia, where it will be stored forever. That is awesome. That, that is, is so badass. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, um, in grand fashion, we're going to ride this train out the way we came in. Uh, a little late, but great show. Appreciate everybody being here with us. We're going to go one more time and check out the the comment feed. Uh, Heather has a bunch of links up there for you guys to follow us. Thanks for being here with us and sharing your headspace and your time. We do not take it lightly. Thanks for the support for Shop Talk. And what, is that it? What do you got? I think that's it. I think we have to yeah. build a shopper. Ken? Uh, let us know we, what you want to hear about. Who you want to have on, all that stuff. Yeah, we would love Post some suggestions comments. on we, guests that you would like to talk to. Ken, Ken got us a cool guest lined up for next week, I'm right? very excited because I really dig his music. You want to make the announcement or you want Ken to do it? No, she can do it for sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because <laughs> Ken doesn't know who he is. So I'm super <laughs> excited. Um, we invited Jamie Johnson out to come on the show with us next week, and he gladly accepted. Um, he's going to be playing at the Iron Horse on Monday, August 5th. He's a great country musician. I've been a longtime fan of his. And he's going to be on the show next week at 9.15 with us. So uh, if you dig Jamie Johnson, tune in. There We've got go, a man. tight 15. He's got a tight 15 minutes. That's it. <laughs> that's pr- hey, you know that's awesome. I totally, I'm shocked he accepted the invitation. So that's great. You know, actually, Ken Heather can get it done in two, but she can use it. the other 13 oh. minutes. <laughs> Christopher so, Lewis. Thanks again Just to got- the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorneys for letting us have the studio space for tonight. And um, I guess until next week, we're going to be riding this train out. Same chopper time. Same chopper chopper channel. channel. All right, man. Until then, be nice to each other. We'll see those of you that can make it in Sturgis. All right. And we're out. All right. All righty. Cool. That was a good show. Yeah, the Austin guy was actually, uh, he was better than I. Yeah, and he totally, you were out of the, you were out of the room, but he totally <laughs> copped to the fact that he's only been riding motorcycles for four years. Yeah. And, and it was, uh, yeah, it was really great. He was, you know, seemed super genuine and everything. So, yeah, I thought it was good. Yep. Um, I am not around next week. Um, I leave Saturday for Sundance, so I will be off the grid, et cetera. Um, I will get um, Jamie Johnson's PR person to send over some collateral, as well as I think Stacy Wilt is next week. And who else do I have on for next week? Oh, you said lowbrow.